it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're we're not that's the cutoff right there that was the cutoff that was the cutoff. 16 bars it's fine public usage yeah <laughs> it's all good yeah hi hi friends hey friends. i've been looking forward to this one scott was saying the same thing off mic yeah yeah, no. I yeah, I guess I've <laughs> kind of been looking. No, like, I really <laughs> yeah, have. I so. Well, we should tell our our humble listeners that we are uh, your humble narrators here are all like in the shit. We're all neck deep right now, like in yeah stuff. Like CJ, you worked through the whole COVID, but now you're doing stuff I've on got, top of it. I currently have four day jobs, and then <laughs> I have literally four day jobs, and then I counted. And now I'm in the middle of four different shows right now. I'm choreographing oh. three of them and producing one of them. Wow, we stand a legend. Yeah. And then I'm secretly helping out with another one a little bit. <gasps> a little bit. Secretly. <laughs> it's anonymous. Uh, yeah, Bailey, no, it has Bailey, to be anonymous. You're in like tech and and we're in previews. Um, we have, you're uh, in Heaven Week. That's right. <laughs> Not Hell Week. That's right. We're in Heaven Week. Thanks. Heaven Week. Um, or like Limbo. It's more like Limbo. I don't know yeah. that it's actually truly uh, either. But I think it's it's in a good place. The show is fantastic. We're really excited about it. But also like the building's falling apart. So I'm just you know uh, I'm yeah. underwater. And uh, on Tuesday I was there from. 5.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. Jesus. And I forgot to take dinner breaks. Lunch and <laughs> dinner breaks. Um, but I had some snacks. So it was I fun. had some snacks. Um, had some mixed nuts and, and a Scott's Lara got bar. new jobs and new positions. And can got... we announce... Have we done this on the podcast? Can we announce your new position? Yeah, we can. Yeah, it's it's let's, on social media and stuff. Let's uh, do that. Well, thank do you. I, I am the producing director of uh, Sacred Fools Theater Company in Los Angeles, and you've made it, sir. Well, it's uh, it's so I'm <laughs> yeah. So and then I'm neck deep in producing our first full production for our what will be the Sacred Fools 25th season. We started in September and we had a small show, one man show, Victor Isaac's the word which is which lovely. was delightful which is delightful and victor's a true amazing. delight yeah um but yeah so now like i'm in it and we were you know a little bit you know not a little bit we were behind the eight ball in terms of assembling crew so i'm doing interviews and sending emails and prepping for auditions and making audition forms and it's, oh, it's so it's, sexy it's so sexy and it's, it's also good to be back and it's also exhausting so it's good to know. be back I will say, even though even though I'm like hyper booked, I have noticed lately, like it's it's a good it's a good feeling. Like I have long days. Like yesterday, I woke up at one thirty in the morning and could not sleep, so I just got up and worked until hmm. all day. So I, but like it's a good feeling. Like it, I I'm glad to be back. I would like to be yeah. acting, but. I'll take choreography and producing right now. I might have an acting project coming up, and I'm very kind of excited about it. 
Oh my god! It's a whisper, but like when I'll fit it in, like I don't know. It's like, oh uh, well, if I stayed up till two a.m., I can learn lines and <laughs> you know. But that's what it's all about, man. It's about yeah. the hustle. It's about the hustle. It's good to be back. It feels good. We are here with a bonus episode for you. We might as well intro it now because I can't come up with a good segue. But hey, welcome to Theater <laughs> Theater. The theater podcast for theater nerds made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Burcham. I'm C.J. Merriman. I'm Scott Leggett. And I'm Peepo the Martyr. Peepo the Martyr. Hi, Peepo. Peepo's going to sit on our um, desktop while we uh, record. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so. Huge Harry uh, Potter stand. Huge Harry Potter stand. Huge Huge Harry Potter stand. But he hates the writer of the books. And we'll talk about yeah. that. Because uh, as always, to cleanse our palate between playwrights, that's not true. We're not doing that. We're not between <laughs> playwrights. This is a bonus episode. We offer you theater, theater, and stuff, where we pick theater-adjacent things and we nerd out over them. And this week is a CJ's pick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's all of our pick. But it's it's, we all we're going to call it. it a we'll CJ's pick. Yeah, yeah, let's call um, it me. It makes the math better. Yeah, uh, I'm so fine we're, with that. we're going for it. I think you were the first to mention it, so we're throwing it on your shoulders. This is your pick. Introduce us to it. We're going to rate all of the Harry Potter movies for y'all. O-M-G. It was fun rewatching. Bailey, Bailey, as we all know. Bailey loves ranking shit. I do. It. You do. <laughs> I'm not going to make you insert it ten times. No, we did that. We've done she that cried. Bit. We did the bit. Ah. <laughs> DJ, bring, bring in the I'm blue material. I'm not going to make you insert it ten times. Oh, wow. Bring in the blue material here. That's <laughs> <laughs> me inhaling and exhaling a cigarette. Don't uh, smoke in your bedroom. That's I'm rude not, to your roommate. Uh, no, to my roommate. This is roommate. a sexy podcast. <laughs> My roommate's ready never for in it. my room. It's a, it's <laughs> That's a, true. It's a sexy roommate. It's a sexy podcast. What? Oh, what? Sexy roommate. Said yeah. There is a naked woman wow. standing right behind Scott right now. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hinge, Nicole? y'all. Hinge. <laughs> Hinge is great. Hinge is great. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we're talking about the Harry Potter movies. We're in an interesting energy, and I like it. I think it's perfect for this because we're, we're now entering into the magical world of the wizarding world. (laughs) How do you say that better? We are now entering the magical world of Harry Potter. Now, the first thing we do have to say Uh Uh is that the books who are written by a turf, trans-exclusive feminist, okay, uh, not our favorite person. I don't even think we have to say her name. Everyone knows it. We don't need to say it anymore. It's like Voldemort. Okay. But go fuck yourself. She who must not be named. I think I, what we should call her is either turf herder or or she who should not be named. That's exactly right. Well, I think both um, are good. That's okay. fair. I, uh, she who should not be named. Uh, yeah, I just don't quite get it. And I, I understand part of her intellectual thing, what she's trying to do in terms of supporting women around the world. Um but I don't know why that comes, why she has to use her voice and her platform to put people in harm's way. That's what I don't understand. That right. it has to be some sort of negative. Con- she she could theoretically have never said a fucking thing about it, and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have affected 
her pursuit of her cause and I her greater thing. I don't understand why so many famous or rich people have to be like, you know what I think? Like, I just don't, I just don't fucking need it. Well, Unless it's, it's going to be it's... something positive and supportive, then forget about it. And it also yeah. alienates a massive part of her audience, a huge yes. percentage of her audience. And it's like, what are you doing? Well, you're, you've lost your mind. So it doesn't matter. She's a billionaire and whatever, and we don't care about her anymore. But... She Who Should Not Be Named won't be brought up too much because we're not really going to talk very much about the books. Like, mm -mm. I grew up with the books. I read them. I, the first three were given to me as a gift all at once, and then I, like, fell in love and then was at every midnight drop of each book after that. But I yeah. stopped reading them at five because five was so boring to me. Oh, I loved five. Everyone loves five, and I totally get it, but I was... 13 or whatever or I don't know how old I was but I was like and I was I would sit down and try to read it and I would try it over and over again and I was always just like I can't do it four was so much fun there was so much Quidditch and now there's just not and I was like really sad about it and then I've just never revisited them so I've only listened to all of the books I've never sat oh. down and read so I have revisited listening That's to them is fun I, I to them is fun yeah I just remember coming around. The fifth book came out my freshman year of college. I got on Amazon when Amazon was books only. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and ordered it way ahead of time. And I remember walking up to my dorm room and turning the corner and seeing the box leaning against my dorm room door. Oh, right on. That's For cool. the fifth book. But yeah, I mean, like, I had... they, they were coming into being, like, right when I was in high school. So since we had two English teachers for all of, like... <laughs> fifth through 12th grade like our my english teacher was teaching the sixth and seventh graders and they were reading those books so i had uh i had a roommate at the time and then i had a girlfriend at the time who worked at two different bookstores mm. uh, especially when the the last few were coming out and that was cool to be able to to do like you said bailey the midnight book drops and yeah those are watch, awesome watching the box open up and like the you know just that claws coming in and we yeah, did they a were lot of sorting fun. hats at barnes and noble and things like that at the middle uh, of things yeah. and barnes i always and got noble. slytherin so i've always just held on to that a little bit have, have you all ever done pottermore yeah yeah what's your uh what's your house huh i'm a gryffindor i'm a gryffindor i'm a slytherin yeah um that's not surprising we did a whole uh, CJ. We did we did I'll a whole it. breakdown of what uh, what the pro, uh, proclivities of each member of the houses were. We're not going to go into it now. Some of it was was it's completely uh, it was pretty inappropriate. Definitely some un PC stuff, but also some pretty funny stuff too. Jeez. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. CJ will tell you about it in a in a, in a yeah. sultry voice. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, no, but um, Gryffindors are legit. Totally understood. You know. Uh, but uh, what's your? Because this is context. This is true context. Okay. This uh -huh. is before we rate these movies. People need to know where we're coming from. What is your Patronus? I'm an eagle, like a golden eagle. I can't remember the last time I took it. I think it was a bird or something. I'd Mine? want an otter, personally. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah. Mine is a deer hound. Ooh. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of cool. That's yeah, very like cool. That. So now you understand us completely. <laughs> also, CJ and I have official wands that were purchased. <laughs> that's actually... At, at Universal Harry Potter's Wizarding World at Universal. Whose wand do you have, Scott? I have Sirius Black's. CJ, 
I have the elder wand. <laughs> yeah, drop That's it. Cool. You're cooler than all of us. The, the funny part was was we went we went into we did the whole which by the way the performers at the Wizarding World are awesome. Yeah. Um, they really worked hard to get their castmates set up there. But we went out. We spent what seventy five dollars for one of those wands with the little Each, sensors yeah. in them. Uh, yeah. And then walked outside and what? There's like ten or twelve tricks you can do. Yeah, over there's the park. Interacti- right. interactive places. To and use them. Scott and I stood at the first one and like yelled at it and waved our wands at it and like nothing, we nothing get it, happened. Get it to do. You have to be really specific. You have to be really clear. We should <laughs> we should talk about this because the Universal. I have a golden pass to Universal, so I've gone a lot this year. I need to get my pass back open. You got to get your pass. It's totally worth it because if you go once, it's if you go once. It's paid for itself because you get so many discounts while you're in the park. So it ends up being basically the price of one freaking thing, and you can eat all day and have a freaking blast and eat at three broomsticks and have a freaking blast. Okay, so, but I will tell you uh, one of the greatest rides of all time is the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. It basically takes you through like all of the movies, sort of, but more just like book four and five a little bit more so than anything Uh and it is both animatronic and screen driven and also kind of a roller coaster and it is one of the most fun rides on the planet and everybody should check it out uh i love the harry potter wizarding world the butterbeer is delicious the turkey (laughs) legs are phenomenal the food is expensive and the lines are long uh not impressed with honeydukes their candy sucked i will say this yeah because why don't they make something like a true like candy shop like it's i get it like they're just doing like the kitsch but i'm like no you should make this crazy this should be the best part of this park like make it like things bouncing around and they have a couple gags like in the windows but i want it to be like immersive and when you walk in you're like oh this is tight and not yeah. cool it's like well, really the candy small. wasn't that good either no, the and it's like trash. they had like six of the things from from the world and none of them were that good at all yeah. i don't know i i think yeah. i remember us spending a lot of money there and then trying everything and being like this is disappointing yeah, yeah it's yeah. all garbage chocolate because they're just like cashing it out they're making making bucks on it i get it but like also you know hey these movies uh are important to a lot of people and a lot of people really love even just going and walking into Diagon Alley and just seeing it and mm-hmm. I do I love seeing Hogwarts from afar it's just so cool it's really fun there the the Hogwarts Express is beautiful um the Orlando play, uh, uh Harry Potter world is way cooler is it even but, bigger yeah it's huge it's, and it's bigger. awesome they, they and they're about to build space. epic oh world. yeah 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 they're about to build epic universe which is um going to be a huge universal park out a third park basically so they have universal and then islands of adventure and then they'll have this third park that's going to be massive and it's going to have nintendo land inside of it which we're getting a nintendo land you can actually see them building it right now in la it's beautiful uh and there's like a mario kart game where you can actually throw items and stuff like virtually it's pretty cool uh but i uh also saw that in the epic universe there's like a a full harry potter world immersive but it's supposed to be like all set in the time of the Harry Potter movies, but in Paris, which is the Fantastic Beasts uh, setting yeah. of like, because they go to the Fantastic Beasts, uh, mm-hmm. they go to the um, Ministry, 
Yeah. Right? And so it's going to be kind That's of part in New that. York too. I think. Right. Right. But the second one I think right. is, has a yeah, lot of Paris one, ministry yeah. stuff right. and they like people loved that apparently. So they're kind of basing it on that, but it's supposed to be huge. And there's going to be a whole ride based on the England. Um, oh no, they might've switched it back to England now because of the lack of like excitement for a third fantastic beast. But um, there's a whole ride that is like through the ministry of magic. That's supposed Ooh. to be fucking awesome. And it's supposed to be truly immersive, sort of like the star Wars rise of the resistance stuff. And, yeah. Kind of off topic, but I heard they're making a studio Ghibli theme park in Japan right now. I've heard that too. I think that's radical. I would fucking kill to go which i would love to cover some of those movies sometimes because sometime because i Oof. love them yeah love, we should probably do that we could do it and stuff and rank them because i've watched them all recently and i they're fan- i have them watched all them all, but like five of lovely like five of them are some of my favorite movies of all time so. they're just yeah. magical i mean he was yeah. just a magical person they're so good uh what's your favorite miyazaki movie Oh, oh, I can't God, make that make call right pick. now. I okay, okay, okay. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> okay, okay. I, 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 do, I have like talk. That would, that would require meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I'd got have to it, think got about it. it. Oh, man, yeah. that would be awful. But we'll cover it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, we'll, we'll do, do it. it. Um, okay, anyway, so let's get into this because uh, I want to step through them, uh, each of our rankings, and then we can kind of discuss each one as they come up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it'll get quicker as we go. But let's start. So... Um, who wants to go first with your rankings? Uh, because uh, do remember, Bailey loves ranking shit. <laughs> That's right. I love ranking shit, and we're about to rank the fuck out of these. Okay, we're gonna kill some darlings now. Do uh, I, I love all of these movies? Let's be oh, clear. Yeah. There's no, there's very little hate in here. There's right. no hate in here. Yeah. Um, and we didn't bring this up, but also, um, Cursed Child. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I've never read it. I've never seen it. But we did have a guest, Stephanie Gomez, who was on our third part of Lin-Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda, our bonus uh, LMM episode. She just rebooked it. She's going back wow. on uh, Chris Child, and then because she had done the tour, and I think now she's she's rejoining um, on Broadway or wherever it is right now. There, it's a station somewhere. Right it's now. it's sitting on my bookshelf. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. Okay. I got to check it out. But that's a, you know, a legit theater connection. Also, the amount of actors in this shit that are Fuck. theater adjacent yeah. is incredible. Uh, okay, so let's start. So uh, who wants to go first? Okay. Uh, I can go first. Do I'll it. Just... Uh, number eight, Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Scott? Also, number eight, Chamber of Secrets. I just find right. it boring. Number eight, Order... Of the Phoenix. <gasps> oh! <laughs> I'm just laughing because that's funny. Um, I like it a lot. I think that's it's really fun. I think the third act is awesome. I love the third act of Order in of the, the Ministry. Phoenix. Yeah, I don't love the angsty um, Harry stuff so mm. much. It's not my fave, uh, but I do think it is a fun movie. It's also the f- it's the start of the era of the same director right like the yeah that was that was david yates's first and that's when the the color scheme gets a little like one note like monotone which i then love moving forward but in this one it's like very blue to a point where i'm sort of like what like what is this choice and i i don't know that i love it it feels very filtered if that makes sense like their faces feel really filtered and i i got taken out of it a lot i might have been in a weird mood but on this rewatch 
I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting because um, my top three and my bottom three after this current most current rewatch over the past couple weeks um, remained the same, but they changed a little bit in their order. Mm. Um, but yeah, Chamber of Secrets was my number eight. I just it, I she didn't she hadn't quite found her footing yet as a storyteller. Uh, she who might, must not be named, and you can see that in that movie. It's so much of it is retread. They're young, and then it's just kind of like some of the effects don't hold up great. And there's oh yeah, it's all very. I think Chris the basilisk looks really good. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I it's the Quidditch stuff to me in the earlier yes. movies that it, and Dobby doesn't look great in too. Okay, okay, but I will say this: I noticed this watching on HD for the first time. You know, like legitimate HD for the first time. I was like, oh. Dobby looks best in Chamber of Secrets. He looks like a cartoon in everything else. However, oh, you I can tell disagree. you can tell that the animation has gotten better because he has better coloration and he has like he 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 looks more real in the later ones, but he looks better in Chamber of Secrets in my opinion. Like he looks m- more legit to me like a magical little elf and he looks almost too real creature also they're like so real and the other ones that have a little like uncanny like ooh, i don't know the dobby and chamber of secrets reminds me of the golem in like two towers who i think looks better in two towers than in return okay. of the king fair enough yeah and weird? I, no it's uh, not weird we just yeah. think differently that's all <laughs> but I, he looks horrible in fellowship when they just show him for a moment he's like a weird sort of amorphous cartoon glowing eyes yeah Yeah, but in the second one i'm like oh this is the best animation that's ever happened at the and i'm also part of this is that at the time like we talk about quidditch when i saw the first harry potter movie i have a vivid memory of being like this is all real how did they do this yeah now when i watch it i'm like oh my god it's looney tunes like yeah it's horrible i mean it was what 1999 it was when all that shit was first really hitting big films right right and but matrix on rewatch a lot of that holds up you know and Hmm. there's a lot of cgi in there and it's stylized in a way that it's meant to um yeah but but in matrix they're augmenting they're not necessarily fully creating creatures and and that sort of thing you know yeah they were still figuring out i don't think it looks awful by any stretch i really like all of the tom riddle flashbacks in chamber of secrets um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think that's all really fun. I think the actor who plays Tom Riddle is awesome. I uh, don't think he's as awesome as the one that plays the younger version in Deathly Hallows. Or I in, was thinking of that Half Blood Prince because right. I just watched the last three movies literally in the last forty eight hours because I just wanted. I I was taking a long time watching the earlier movies, and I think the kids. The kid that they got to play it in the later movies is actually related to Ray Fiennes, right? Like, is his nephew or something like that? Yes. Whereas, I feel like, I I felt like in the later movies, Tom Riddle is way more of like a Ted Bundy, like young psychopath type thing that they nailed. And then in two, it's like, he's kind of (laughs) hot. Like, he was kind of dreamy where it was like, you got why people liked him. And then in, in... in in Half Blood Prince and the ne- is he is younger Tom in 
Deathly yeah. Hallows at all? No, he, just in half. Well, you have the little little kid, uh-huh. Dumbledore and Half Blood Prince, and then the like the young. You've teenager. got the teenager that's in all of the Ziggler flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I know it's not Ziggler. Um, you know. Ziggler. <laughs> anyway, we're digressing. Sorry. His name is Slughorn, and he's one of my favorite characters in the entire movie series. I think oh, he's yeah. fantastic. He's great. Are y'all a Richard Harris Dumbledore? No, I am a Gambone. You're a Gambone. I mean, without question. And okay. I love Richard Harris. And I think I was so stoked on Richard Harris and sad that he died because I mentioned this in a past episode. Gladiator, one of my, has been one of my all time favorites. Like, I don't know if it's my top 10 anymore, but he's so good in Gladiator. And I learned to love him in that. And then I was stoked to find out he was Dumbledore and then was bummed because I thought he nailed, like, he's got a great energy, especially in the first one. When he eats the the earwax jelly yeah. bean, like yeah. things like that, that are really like just classic good Chamber energy of for Secrets, Dumbledore. He's looking like he's tired. He's like, tired, but yeah. I, I I always remember him from Count of Monte Cristo. That's like my mm. big Richard Harris movie Camelot, that I just like y'all. love. Camelot. Well, yeah, sure. I mean that back song day, about like, MacArthur and Park, Orca, y'all. Orca, Orca the Killer Whale. Did you ever mm-hmm. see that movie? Yeah, that that movie. But uh, yeah. Gambone is great. I think. I His energy is better for this movie series. He yeah. gets, I mean, he just gets, he gets, he does the old man thing, but he's also kind of like, he's got a he's twinkle silly. in his eye. And yeah, he's yeah. silly. He's Santa. He's Yeah. He's but when best. he turns it, he gets, he's brilliant. Like, yeah. I think when he turns it. For sure. I have something to say about that right. a little later on. Number seven. Uh, uh, I have see? Sorcerer's Stone. The, Sorcerer's Stone and Chambers of, Chamber of Secrets, for me, feel like Christmas movies. Sure. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think, why I like them. Oh, maybe. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. My number seven is also Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, if you're in England. That's right, because yes. Scholastic bought it, and they were like, but, you know, Americans are idiots. They're not going to buy Philosophers. <laughs> They're going to buy Sorcerer's Magic, right? So, you know, you know that they have they redub all of the movies to say Sorcerer's whenever it's said yeah. in America. Yeah. Oh, insane um okay so uh my number seven is um a movie called sorcerer's stone oh, oh all right or philosopher's <laughs> stone yeah no i totally agree i th- that one um i love it i love it dearly like i said there's these are all phenomenal but like that's the one that doesn't fully hold up for me um i don't i can't like i can't stand up for it like i can for chamber of secrets i was on this rewatch of chamber of secrets i really fell back in love it's also the first time you meet moaning myrtle it's the first time apologies potion is you brought up and Kenneth it's through the Branagh. whole thing Branagh is so funny in it's this great. movie and uh ron has some really great moments anyway okay uh i'll get to it because it's higher up uh sorcerer stone all right number six see i have uh deathly hallows part one. Oh wow okay no Scott? shit. I have Deathly Hallows Part 1. <laughs> this is going to be yeah. a boring-ass pocket. No. <laughs> um, number six for me is Deathly Hallows Part 2. Ah. So when I said earlier that my bottom three stayed the same, but the positions changed, in this rewatching, two, one and two flipped for me. Oh, wow. Uh, um, yeah, I I I like it a lot. It's, it's a lot of setup. Also... Because they broke it into two parts, you can feel structurally where the, the, they're they're getting a little bit lost. And then some of the details, like, so it's just a little shakier structurally. I do think it's a pretty film. I think it might be the prettiest of Yates's films for me in yeah. terms of 
the the capturing of stuff and I um, love the the wedding stuff. The yeah. wedding stuff is really cool. I yeah, love all of the like going and looking for that. Uh, what's her name? Vamilda. Brunhilde or whatever, oh, you know. Oh, Batilda ba- Bathilda Bagshot. Bathilda yeah. Bagshot. That stuff, and that scene's fucking scary. It when is. It's very and scary. And it's yeah. the snake. Like, that stuff is really solid to me. Also, all the ministry stuff, when, that's, that's part one, right? All yeah. the ministry yeah. stuff when they yeah. are, um, when they use the, the other people in Umbridge. They're going to get that, the locket. That is one of the most stressful scenes ever when it's the man's wife and you know it's Ron and you're like, he can't help her? What the fuck? Like, this is uh, horrifying. Was, yeah. I love that scene. So right. it, it I had to live a little higher for me for those, those I purposes. I will say that there's a moment that happens at the beginning of the film, which I thought was a cop-out. I don't know if she who must not be named was responsible for it or if it was a screenwriting choice. I can't quite fully remember from the book, but at the beginning we see the teacher from Hogwarts being tortured and she, she reaches out to Snape and she's like, Snape, you know me. Well, we don't know her. We've never met her. We've never spent any time with her. Like it would have been trippy and bold to have sacrificed one of our teachers. In the books, it's somebody... Yeah, yeah. Is we, it, yeah isn't we, it somebody else in the books too? It's someone we haven't really met. It's I, someone who has been mentioned a couple of times. Okay, it's someone okay. whose name is mentioned, but it's not someone who has like legitimate stance in anything. They're not someone. But I mean, I, I think part of that is like the the fact that it's for kids. Like I don't know. Like part of it is like we can't we can't right now kill. Um, one of your favorite te- McGonagall, right, or whoever, um, or Sprout, right, and then have Snape die, and then Dumbledore die. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, you know, like it's sort, of, or I mean, excuse me, Dumbledore die, and have Snape be the one who killed him, and like, like there's enough there that it might be too much for kids. I don't know. Well, it's also the top of seven, so. I mean, maybe you need to do, maybe they felt like they had to do someone not known because you also at the top of seven lose Hedwig and you lose Moody and you lose, yeah, you lose those oh, two Hedwig, right at the right, top of the movie. Yeah. Oh, and that broom chase scene is phenomenal. Yeah. That's intense. My, my, That's intense. My only thing about Deathly Hallows part one is, um, and it's, it's all selfishness. It's just, you, once once we found out they were going to split those movies into two parts, you knew part one was going to be a slog. They're not at school. You're not getting Quidditch. It's just going to be, you know, it's scary and it's sad and bad stuff happens. And, you know, it, it seems kind of hopeless there for the first half. And yeah. that's why it's just it's, like, buckle in everybody. This isn't going to be fun. And you're going to have to wait. A it's whole infinity war for the yeah. end of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's infinity war. I think that's why I like it. I can, I can kind of stand this movie. I, I, I really do. Um, so that's not mine. Mine is uh, part two, part, part two for me, um, which we can get into more later when y'all rank it is, is a little bit. Um, I don't like that. Ron's gone for like 30 minutes of the movie. Mm. Um, I don't like all of the, I, I don't love the, the whole, um, he's mad because Dumbledore hasn't prepared them enough stuff. Like I, it's, it, and I know the Horcrux is kind of making him angry and like all these, but it doesn't, it feels so angsty and twilighty and like, Mm. and I know it's in the books and I know, you know, but like, I would rather them kept other things from the books than that. And I, I, it doesn't work for me dramatically, but also like. Sure. But I just like Ron a lot. I think Ron is like one of my guys. I think you know? Rupert Grint 
out of all three of those kids, I think he start in my opinion, he started out as one of the best actors in that group of kids. And then the other two kind of caught up with him. I well, there's just like. like no other Ron. Like, I think there could have no. been a right. thousand Harry's. I think there could have been plenty of Hermione's like Emma Watson's phenomenal, but like plenty of Hermione's like she didn't catch on till like three. Right. Yeah, she didn't, when she had yeah, a good, she really legit director. Is right. When she caught on. Right. Um, which kids, we'll get I mean, to. Whatever. Yes. We'll okay. Get to. Um, okay. Number five. I have Deathly Hallows Part Two for number five. Goddamn, Sam. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I. This um, is where. Go ahead. I go ahead. Do do your. Five, this is where right? I have Chamber of Secrets. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. You you knocked it up a little bit. Number five. It's just one that like I on rewatch. I if you had asked me before my rewatch, I would have said my last place. On this rewatch, I was like, there's. It's this is cooking with heat. There's some yeah. things here. <laughs> and it sets up so much of the world. I think that's what I love about it. I think it sets up a lot more of like, okay, we have apologies potion. We have dueling. You we've never seen people duel before until this. We have you know like th things like that where you're, you're we have celebrities in the magical world. We have I don't know. Oh, eh. I feel you. Okay. I feel you. For me it, it's 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 a little the spiders. It's a it's a little too <gasps> Chris Columbus see me for me like he he gets a it's a little too Disney and pretty and perfect and that's why no those scenes no I'm sorry <laughs> in comparison in comparison to what what sure, sure, sure. coming to what to where we're headed you're absolutely right but for, so, I remember as a kid seeing it and being like this is the scariest movie ever when the people are like hanging from their like <laughs> When like Filch's cat is freaking hanging. And oh, you're the like, petrified people. Think? Horrible. Um. Okay. Number. Oh, uh, uh, just oh, real quick you're for yeah for Deathly Hallows. Like I, they did stick the landing for me. The big showdown is awesome. And great. Yes. The, the whole thing with uh with Malfoy's mom, who's what's her name? What's the she actress's just name? passed? And she just passed away. Um. Ah. Uh, She's so Peaky good. Blinders, and but when she kills him, but doesn't really kill him, and like she's doing it just to protect Malfoy, and then you know, then Harry goes into the you know into the other world, and Helen McCrory, Helen McCrory, she's yeah. lovely and brilliant, and um, and you, all that stuff with in the 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 Heaven train station with King's uh, Cross. The King's Cross with Dumbledore and all that was so fucking cool. And then yeah. from the time that he rolls out. Now, I do have notes. First of all, I'm never sure what the fuck ever happened to Hagrid. Hagrid just right. disappears in the series. Right. Sort of towards the end of six, he's gone. And then in the books, there's a very he's doing a very clear thing. Right. Yeah. But in the movies, he, then all of a sudden he's they've got him out in the forest, which I he's guess got is that where he's good been. scene where he gets to take him back and he's like, yeah, no, no, no. He he has yeah. good moments. I'm just saying, you know, and there's a lot of loose ends to tie out. But all right. that final battle from the time that he you know jumps out of Hagrid's arms and the battle happens and the final showdown and all that. I wish they would have handled the tag a little better. I was fine to see them in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought they, you could have montaged it a little better and like seen little snippets maybe as opposed to trying cry, to age them all. But I agree. Yeah, it, but I don't hate it. I don't hate when it. He, I don't hate the, it. The new one that's going to school and he's like, Albus Severus Potter. I'm always like, Yeah, oh. that's a little silly. There's, yeah, no, but I, I do laugh. No, I mean, I do cry. Yeah. Um, I don't laugh. But I will say uh, one of my favorite scenes 
actually one of my favorite moments in the entire series is in this movie. And it is when McGonagall finally gets to fight somebody. Oh my God. She's fighting Snape. And what happens is, and I only noticed this for the first, or well, no, maybe I had noticed this before. I can't remember, but I was, I remember seeing this and I was like, Oh shit. He deflects into the other death eaters purposefully <gasps> petrifying them and then he grabs each of their wands before taking off oh right he on. purposefully like keeps them from being able Ooh, to keep i just fighting. got chills he's such a good character what an and amazing I love Alan thing Rickman. and what an amazing thing not to point out it's just a moment yeah in the, in the movie um i was worried you were going well i wasn't worried i wondered if you were going to say one of my favorite moments from part two and it's when the death eaters are coming into the castle and she goes out with molly weasley and she does the one spell that has all the stone guards oh yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and she tells them to defend hogwarts and she turns to molly and says i've always wanted to use that spell <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we we have a moment it, it's something that i thought about from the books we get a little bit more detail about her but in this rewatch i'm like wow she's really underplayed she's not really part of order of the phoenix she's not at the house she keeps a kind of weird detachment from Harry through the whole thing. Like at first in the first movie, in the first book, like you get the sense that she's one of the protectors and she is, she's right. But she, she, she keeps everything at arm's length. So that was really satisfying in part two to watch her come out and watch her take out the wand and be a fucking badass. I was like, I dig that. I, I, I love that. I, really... I love that thing that you found, Bailey. Now I want to like go back and rewatch it. And nice. know yeah. That just watch that scene it's a great moment and he before he disapparates he like turns into like sort of a whoosh and he uh -huh. grabs each wand and then takes off and it's huh. awesome i love highly that. recommend it well which is why i i do like that movie but it's still it still sits at number six there's just a few execution issues for me and the the first act i just am so bored um okay number four what's our top four yeah. Uh, four, I have Prisoner of Azkaban. Son of a bitch. Really? <laughs> yes, I do. No, I, really, that Scott is the same? Oh. No, no, no. Oh, oh no, I thought you were no, saying. No, no, I knew we would like, start yeah, breaking okay. apart on the top four, probably. Uh, number four is Half Blood Prince for me. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's legit. Uh, got, my number four. Reasons. My number four is Deathly Hallows Part One. There you go. Uh, I really like it. Yeah. Uh, it's. I've already kind of explained why I think all of the wedding stuff is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It actually gets pretty intense and scary. The ministry stuff with Umbridge and oh, all this uh, the scene the scenes with um, Bill Nye delivering the. Uh, the, His, the Dumbledore's the way he speaks I've never heard I, I've ne I, I and I was like it does it does he have some interesting accent and he's just he's English I mean but the way isn't he, he Welsh am I crazy I think he might be Welsh or something really yeah. I I looked it up last night because I think I remember mentioning that before and someone saying like well he's not English he's something else but it says I mean his IMDB says he's English mm -hmm. but the way he elongates his vowels and how he says them like i didn't know if it was just a choice that he made for that character that's, i mean but that's i love it that's him like that's what uh that's kind of what he does is he's kind of like a 
plays with words and sounds and that's kind of what his career has been is using that to kind of get into characters in a cool way mm-hmm. right he's great um, he's great in it um yeah i picked uh i picked half-blood prince i i like uh, i like it a lot i like all those flashbacks the voldemort stuff that kid is fucking creepy as shit broadbent is awesome mm-hmm. and then uh, Wait, one of my brought which is broadbent broadbent slughorn slughorn oh i'm sorry i'm thinking order of the phoenix my bad go on yeah, yeah. No, half blood is um is phenomenal yeah. and then you have all those moments between harry and dumbledore that are awesome you start to st- you start to figure out that something's going on with snape yeah um and, and it's also a very green movie i was talking about how i didn't like the filter of order but on this rewatch i was like okay i get what you're doing yates and i love the way that this movie looks well so weird if you think about it too it makes me wonder if he's going off the book covers because the book cover for order of the phoenix is very blue and the book cover for half-blood prince is very green no i thought of that too and i i don't know that i love that choice but i love the look of of half-blood way more and i think and i i just am I think uh, I'll get into Half Blood more when I when I rank yeah. it because I love. I, I, love I will it a lot. say here's the interesting thing for me: Half Blood Prince, Prince is my favorite book, but this movie is my least favorite adaptation. But I still love the movie as its own mm. entity thing. Interesting. But I think I think some of the stuff that they leave out, uh, especially the Snape stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always bothered me, but it still stands as a, as a cool. We need cool extended play. editions of these. Hell yeah. Right. Like the Lord of the Rings stuff, which I love. Okay. Uh, number three. I have Goblet of Fire for three. Okay. Scott. Uh, number three for me is Order of the Phoenix. Okay. That's my bottom. Uh, number three for me is Half-Blood Prince. It's just a good movie. It's fantastic. Broadbent is fantastic. You get a lot more magic, I feel like. I feel like you're missing out on some of the new magic in Order of the Phoenix. Like, when they're training, is all that is really fun in Order. But I feel like Half-Blood, we actually start to learn a little bit more magic. It's almost like it was the first time I felt like, oh, I could do some of this. This is magic I can do. <laughs> Not for real, but I, I, I don't know. I love this movie. I I thought something that is very clear that they'll tell you about the books and they'll also tell you about the movies is is like the feeling of all the films follow the age of the main characters that you're following the whole time. And I feel like they nail it with three and four is three like the switch over from like almost like a Disney family style movie getting into something darker. And then four is a complete switch where it's like you've got the fun in the games with the Triwizard Cup and then you've got a death at the end. Right. that's shocking and terrible yeah. and horrific like i every i've seen all of these movies a million times and i still like can't stop crying when he comes back from fighting voldemort with cedric's body and his oh, dad's yeah. reaction and like it gets me so friggin choked up it's also like every- the moment that that radcliffe solidifies himself as an actor it's like, yeah. oh, okay, no, you'll be fine. You'll be yeah, actor. Good. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just uh, going to be Harry Potter forever. You can do this. Yeah. And I feel like out of the three of them, Radcliffe the most has been like, no, I'm not going to be Harry Potter for the rest of my life. Watch right. me do a bunch of different shit, including really cool theater. So yeah. I appreciate, man, yeah. I appreciate that about him for yeah. sure. I, um, yeah, uh, um, for 
Order of the Phoenix for me. I I I think it's Yates's first in the series. I think it's his best in the series. Um, you have Umbridge. You have what's her name uh, playing Dolores Umbridge and Imelda Staunton. Imelda Staunton, and it's who's going to be the new queen. But also, that's it right. Is... And has a huge career doing theater and did Happy oh. Days and uh, Beckett's oh, yeah. Happy Days and a bunch of other stuff. She's been yeah. around for a while. Where were you yeah, saying? it's also the best battle. The Dumbledore Voldemort showdown is intense. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and Rafe Fiennes is Rafe Fiennes all over that motherfucker. Just the blowing of Rafe the fire. Rafe Fiennes. Mm. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Ralph. <laughs> Ralphie. CJ. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Uh, so okay, number th- number two, right? We're doing our top yeah. twos. Yeah. Uh, for number two, I have Half Blood Prince. Yeah, it's right a on. good movie. It's, it's a, a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. All right, Scott. My number two is Goblet of Fire. My number two is also Goblet of Fire. I love the Triwizard Tournament, and I think the mm-hmm. maze stuff at the end still looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And when he comes back, yeah, it's like one of the best moments in the whole series. It's just so. Um, disgustingly yeah. oh yeah and we should say that it's directed by mike newell who also yeah. did four weddings in a funeral <laughs> randomly <laughs> like that's his other mo- like he's got other movies and, and a lot of tv and stuff like that but i thought he 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 did a nice job um the dragons don't fully hold up cgi wise yeah, like yeah but yeah. they're still they're still cool the they're design cool. is so cool i don't care yeah yeah um but um I just, the moment in this movie for me, which changed all the movies and solidified, my MVP for this is is Gambone, even though he's not in the first two. But it's the first time in the whole thing that you see Dumbledore scared. When they bring the oh. kid, when they bring the kids yeah. in, and he's like, he grabs him. He's like, "How did you do? Like, how did you do it? Like, he's." I love the moment where out. he catches the name out of it. And oh yeah, like where the fuck oh did yeah this from come that from? from that moment on. Harry Potter. He, <laughs> like from that moment on, he is not on firm ground anymore, and he yeah. knows it, and he knows that shit's getting. And it creates dangerous. a rift in their relationship that lasts for like three movies, where right. he's right. constantly wondering, does Dumbledore? Fo- fucking care about me like he's not even looking at me through all of is it half blood where he like won't even look at him and he has to be like look at me yeah right now i remember one of my favorite gambone moments is in half blood prince when they're in the crystal cave and he's drinking he's making him drink the potion i that was when i had i think it was by the fifth movie i was finally caught up with the books and i was like seeing the movies at midnight when they came out and i went in for a midnight showing of half blood prince and i it was packed and i remember when that scene was over like people applauded his performance yeah stuff that stuff looks good Good. too and it looks yeah it's that whole scene looks so good and he's just giving everything it's so scary intense and like yeah Oh, and the other reason I I put Goblet of Fire so high is it's our first Rafe. It's our first appearance of Rafe as Voldemort. And he's just... I mean, I th- he's one of our finest actors. I think, you know, he's easily in the top 20 of, you know, actors in the world. And you've seen, I've seen, I got to see him do Hamlet on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you watch like his film performances. Like I just watched The Dig recently within the past year um, on Netflix, which is just this lovely little film. And he's playing this 
you know, kind of quiet and older dude. And, and just to watch him like in that flowing robe and just getting off on being fucking pure evil. It's great. And I think something that he gets, which obviously the death eaters and stuff are, they're trying to make it, they're, they're wizard Nazis and everything. And I think the thing that he gets about, that type of person is Voldemort is such a fucking nerd. Like the way he handles his wand and the way he yells out spells and stuff. I like half the time I'm like, you fucking show off dweeb. You're such a nerd. Like, and he gets that, that just overwrought. Like he's so full of himself and I love it. He, he's great in the role. He's great. Agreed completely. Um, Okay. Do we want to give our number ones? <laughs> yes, and this is why one. I laughed because my number one is Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's your favorite. Mm-hmm. It's my it's favorite. favorite. And sure. it hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I, they, I, I'm not hating on it. I love it. I love all the serious black stuff and the family stuff. Helena Bonham Carter. Helena bottom bottoming cartering the shit out now, of her performance exactly I, just, I, will which is say, I don't know if i like it but yeah really, weren't you the one that you said helena bottom carter's great don't get me wrong but the perfect bellatrix estrange would have been ava green from penny dreadful oh she Were you the one great. that said that to me Bailey? i might have been because i talk about ava green ad nauseum She's but fucking great yeah oh my god I don't know, but I I probably did on like when I was super high or something. Order Order of the Phoenix has probably one of I mean yes the final battle between Voldemort and Dumbledore is fucking great. My favorite moment though is everyone arriving at the end of that battle and everyone finally getting a glimpse of Voldemort and the minister saying he's back. It's my favorite. Oh, it yeah. gives me chills every time, and I just I feel like. Again, I, it's just they're they're showing you the rise of the Nazis, and it's mm-hmm. just I feel like they handle it in a Wizarding World way very well. And Wizarding I, World way, Wizarding World way, <laughs> Wizarding World way. Yeah, Order of the Phoenix was the only book that made me cry. Like I am so fucking sad when Sirius gets killed in the end. Like oh, yeah, that's so sad. I hate and that. Gary Oldman's so good in that role. And, I think that's also know. partly maybe why it's so low for me because I'm like. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Fuck this. Dumbledore can die. I don't want Sirius to die. Sirius, I want to be my dad. I want Sirius yeah. to be my dad. Yeah. Okay. That's what cool. I want. Padfoot. <laughs> Padfoot. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to be Padfoot Jr. Baby Pad. Baby Pad. Baby Pad. All right. Um, my number one is Prisoner of Azkaban. I think it's it's Quaron. It's Gambone. We get them both. We get Thulis. We get David Thulis is, I think, one of the most underrated actors that we know. Like that dude, he's fucking rad. He's so good. uh, I just, it also is just so strikingly good. Uh, great filmmaking it's for me it's all the clock images and the circles and the the repeating oh, of these images and tim timothy it's Spall. the intro of timothy Spall into the film series and you have um yeah you just have so much going on and it and he 
because I remember watching an interview with him. It's like these kids, like the robes, like they should be dirty. They should have dirt. Like, and so the ties are undone for the first time. The robes are half open and they're kids and you feel them becoming. Now, this is also from the source material. You know, the kids are becoming more people. They're um, teenagers. They're teenagers now. And now we're now you're kind of paying attention to them and you know you have the little hand grab between you know ron and hermione and you know yeah it's like oh cute um, moments pre-teens and such but my favorite moment is um the the scene at the end when they're all in the hut and it's gary oldman alan rickman and david thewlis all like pointing wands at each other just in the shrieking shack in the Mm -hmm. shrieking shack and they're so it's like how fucking badass was that day of shooting <sighs> those just grandmasters like just laying down some some badassery bailey what's your number one brother my number one is prisoner of azkaban Word. uh i think curon's direction is the best of all of them i think the acting from the kids like is really solid for their age like it really works yeah um i think the Buckbeak stuff is phenomenal, and he mm. kind of holds up. Actually, he looks yeah, pretty he good. Yeah, he does hold up. He does His look feathers good. look yeah. good, especially when he's flying. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is that there's this kind of lull moment where you're like, "Oh, the movie's coming to an end," and then there's like a whole forty-five minute <laughs> third like, act no, of time no, travel like, shit, like, and you're like, "Wait, what?" I don't. <laughs> I, just, I love said, it. It's such I, a I good, love, like. Because some movies either are like uh, uh, are a what is something or a puzzle. I'm I'm fucking up my own thing, but it's uh, they're either something or a puzzle. I, I'm gonna fuck. That. I'm gonna delete this. Delete this. I'm trash. Delete triple it. it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm tripling okay, it. I'm gonna, I'm, um, I gotta but it's a perfect it. puzzle movie where it's sort of it's like a mystery or like a you know true detective or like anything like that where it, it sets up all of these things. And then it just knocks them down one by one in this third act, showing you how it was all done. And I'm just, oh, I love this stuff. And it really draws it out. And you're sort of trying to put it together like, wait, okay, so who did this? And and then she does the howl herself. And you're like, wait, that was her? Oh, fuck. And I remember even the first time I saw it, even now I get surprised by things like, oh, yeah, she did that. But when I first saw it i remember like walking out of the theater like hands up in the air like pumped. (laughs) i was like holy shit that was crazy i had no idea what was gonna happen even though i had read the book yeah and i still was just like oh my god crazy (laughs) like that's that's a good film uh yeah yeah no it's it it's a blast and um just the way like you said the way that everything builds up i love watching it now knowing how it all goes and watching ron's reaction when hermione shows up in class all of a sudden because she's using the the time mm-hmm. necklace the time thing. turner the right. time turner and like and he just keep, and he builds on it and it's like three they do rule right. comedy rule of three he's like how where did you come from where did you come where are you coming from like he's just <laughs> baffled by like how she shows up out of fucking nowhere all of a sudden also the night bus is awesome the night bus is so cool with the one of the best scenes of the movie and it's like right up front uh it also it gets into it pretty quickly right it's you're pretty much right there you're going on the night bus and then you get to finally see some places in the world that aren't diagon alley Right, mm. you're getting to see some other, you know, we the finally leaky cauldron get... and yeah, right, and uh, the pea soup stuff is really funny. 
Um, and then we get to go to, I think they go to Three Broomsticks in this movie. I think they go to, like, they... Yeah. They yeah, go to uh, the candy shop for the first time. It's because they're third years. They can go to Hogsmeade. That's why. I'm Which I love. Yeah, the yeah. Hogsmeade stuff is so good. And it also is a way to set up the Shrieking Shack because it's mm-hmm. near there. And and also him using the cloak to get out is all fun. But it's also the introduction of one of the best parts of this entire world. The Marauder's Map. Oh, Marauder's oh, Map. Oh, the Marauder's Shit. Map. Yeah. The that Marauder's is Map. Uh, it also has one of the most profound moments in 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 all of them even in the books uh and that's harry watching um david thewlis leave at the end like i'm marked i'm you know there's no way parents will let me teach here And and he watches him walk out of the room and it's a lovely shot yeah, Thulis is great, and he comes back later and has has a few cool and a few Eat sad this. moments. It helps. It really yeah, helps. It helps. Mm. Yeah, but he's 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 marvelous. And then Gary Oldman's just like, just yeah. he just ah. Gary Oldman's so just the best of the best, and in every scene he's like fully giving it. And we love Oldman. Thulis is maybe my in my opinion like one notch. In my in favoritism, I'm not talking about better, mm. but like my favorite, like in terms of his the rest of his career as well. I just oh, yeah. love Thulis so much. Anomalisa, uh, mm. thinking of ending things. Uh, well, he was Fassbender's Macbeth. He was King Duncan uh, in it. I meant to yell oh. about that when we were. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah. That's we right. need to that's yell right. more about that because um, that's radical. I gotta watch. I it. I have to say, and I I knew that I'd seen him in stuff before. When I first saw this movie, I was like. Sirius is fucking hot, and then Gary Oldman is not hot. He like looks he, like your, he was your back in the day. Dad. He he was back in the day though. I don't right? know that he was hot during Prisoner of Azkaban time, but he was hot as Sirius. Like uh, true was, romance. Uh, 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 Sid and Nancy, dude. Well, that's true. Sid and Nancy's hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, different. that's different. That's different. That's different. That's punk hot though. That's like grunge hot. That's like dirty hot. Like I don't want to see him naked, but I really do that, movie, um, that is one of the most exhausting two performances i've ever seen on film they just sure. scream for two hours at and on each other it's pretty fun it's a good flick though it's a good, good, yeah. good flick good flick i like the movies um all right so we've ranked them uh another thing i do want to say about order of the phoenix um one of my favorite parts of, that they introduce in that, because we, we, we get a lot of Luna Lovegood. I think we meet her mm-hmm. maybe for the first time She's here. She's lovely. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, Harry, I talked about his angst, but also something I do like about, especially the beginning, is he's playing that I have seen death. Mm-hmm. And there are those those things that pull the carriages that you can only see if you Vestrals. have seen death. Yeah. What are they? Thestrals. The Thestrals. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the coolest parts of this world. Like, that is fucking radical. They're, I don't know how else to talk about it. But no, cool. and Harry Harry and Luna's friendship um, is really groovy throughout those movies. Like, the, like she, how she recognizes and how they connect and, and share because they've, you know, she lost her mom and, and all that. And for all of her lovely weirdness like there's also just this lovely connection between them that you know i also look at her and i'm like oh she's the theater kid at hogwarts she's the theater girl <laughs> she's the theater girl Aww. um we should um i, I just want to i if we could all go around real quick i think we already kind of have and kind of do our mvps i said mine was gambone 
I would put Rickman. I think Rickman oh, is God. is all star. Obviously, yes. obviously Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yes. Um, and then Thulis. And you know, I mean, they're all. I mean, Mad Eye. All of them are really solid. Yeah. yeah. Brendan, Brendan Gleeson and Broadman. Because he has to play. Gleeson has to play both. I. He's Mad Eye. Through the whole movie, but he's, but he's not. He's David Tennant. But he's Barty Crouch he's Jr. Tennant. He's Barty Crouch. Yeah. And it's like kind of genius because, but then what's interesting, and I, I, maybe there's more of him in the books and I'm not remembering, but what's interesting is then when he's interacting with him in all the other movies, you're like, you don't, Harry doesn't know this guy. He doesn't know. Like, they don't know right. each other. No, right. no. It's, 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 but of course it's he cool. knows Harry. So right. like he right. get the, uh, another one, which he's not in as many of the movies. And I can't think of his name now. Uh, he was Mance Raider in Game of Thrones. He plays Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, he's great. Great uh, Scottish actor. What's yeah, his yeah. name? Ah, uh, look it yeah. up. I'm and then of course we've got, uh, we've got, you know, Filch. Um, he's very good. Right. Um, God, talk about. I mean, Damn. it's they they did some remarkable casting. There's a few things. Robbie Coltrane is perfect Robbie for Hagrid. Coltrane like, there's no is other. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, notice how a few of them, like oh man, uh, nearly he's got headless a... Nick kind of disappears. John Cleese, yeah, yeah he kind of uh, disappears. His in the name, the guy that plays Aberforth, I can't say his name. It's very Scottish. C I A R A N Hines. Yeah, I don't know how to say, say that first name. Try it and. Who cares? Siren Hines. Siren. Siren. I think it's Siren Hines. I mean, it's it's looks like a very fun Scottishy name. It's Killian Murphy. So is it Kian Kian Who cares? Cut all this out. Okay, my favorite is Fiona Shaw. She's my MVP. And Petunia. Yeah. Some of her. What? Mark Williams, Ron's dad, Arthur Weasley. Oh, he's great too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's fine. He 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 understood the assignment. Uh, Fiona Shaw as Aunt Petunia, though she is. She's great. There's this. There's a deleted scene with her that I fucking love, and I don't even remember the context, but it always makes me cry. And it's. I think it's her talking about her sister more. Um, it's a good, good deleted scene. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I also know why I like Mark Williams so much. It's because I love him in Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> so oh, anytime yeah, I see him, he's, he's such fantastic a in that. Uh, <laughs> John Hurt as Ollivander. Oh uh, my God! You, we you just kind of go, holy shit! And each of the, I mean, it was remarkable casting, and the, the fact that they could get get such a an, an amazing array of of actors veteran actors you know yeah. emma thompson oh. kenneth Branagh, warwick davis warwick davis who, who plays, plays multiple, multiple, roles. multiple characters yes. yeah he's yeah. so evil as the as the the warwick which... davis who has now made it into every major franchise uh good job warwick davis yeah dude <laughs> um, is he in the mcu he's gotta be no i don't think he is warwick he send us an email but star wars and harry potter Willow. He should have been Pitt. Well. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Um, all right, where are we? Uh I I wanted to give a quick plug for Fantastic Beasts. I'm not a crazy Eddie Redmayne fan by any stretch of the matter, but I think it's such a <sighs> I think it's such a damn shame that all of the weird drama 
went down with Johnny Depp and now he's not in the franchise. Not that, and the new guy is going to be amazing. Uh, Mads. Mads, Mad, yeah. Mads Mads Mikkelsen is one he's of my He's going to be amazing. Actors. But it's some of the best fucking shit I've seen Johnny Depp do in a while. I He's, will be honest, I've never made it to Johnny Depp in that movie. I fall asleep every time. I understand. I, I it's one of those it movies that was a slow burn for me. The first time I watched it, I was like, huh? And then I watched it again, and I liked it better. And then I just keep liking it more and more and more. I didn't love the first one, and I was like really pumped for the second one because I had heard things similar, like from people I trusted. Even though it didn't get great reviews, people were like, mm-hmm. "No, this one kind of kind of rocks." And then I've put it on twice, and both times I fell asleep. And I was I like, dig. "Fuck!" I need to like put it on at, at the right moment and like really take it in. It's yeah, it's hard to get into that, and I've done my Eddie Redmayne rants before. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't just, care it's just, for I, him. I can't understand him half the time. I literally can't understand him, and. Um, I don't hate the movies though, the Fantastic Beast movies, and I'm kind of now looking forward to this third one with, uh, with Mads. So we'll see, we'll see. He'll but yeah, be great. You and I went to see him. Didn't we see them both together, Siege? At least the second one for sure. Okay. I yeah probably and and I it almost makes me wish. I mean I know they were trying to go off of like one of the textbooks that they have in the original books, but I'm like why. It would have been better if they would have just given it a fun prequel name and not had Eddie Renbane in it. <laughs> right. And made it about Dumbledore and Grindelwald and their relationship, which is now becoming way more central to the series anyway. Well, and especially now with like the way that Mar- Marvel, but more so Star Wars, is handling things, like with Solo and Rogue One and stuff, like I think they have more permission now to do things like that, and they kind of screwed themselves by make it a, making a making fantastic beasts a trilogy right mm-hmm. it's like well this oh, has to be a trilogy. a trilogy it's a pentology bro right right whatever but like it's, it's they screwed themselves you know what i mean because it's sort of like well does it always have to be based in the beasts now and it's always going to be eddie and it's always gonna, like it kind of has to be that yeah. and i don't i don't love that but and we'll now see. we have five movies with eddie redmayne right yeah. <laughs> let's rifle off the eight uh yes. again i forgot to write them down so just okay. go for it siege go uh, eight, Chamber of Secrets, then Sorcerer's Stone, then Deathly Hallows Part 1, Deathly Hallows Part 2, number four is Prisoner of Azkaban, three is Goblet of Fire, two is Half-Blood Prince, and one is Order of the Phoenix. Boom, 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 boom. Scott? My order is eight, Chamber of Secrets, seven, Sorcerer's Stone, number six, Deathly Hallows Part 1, number five, Deathly Hallows Part 2, number four is the Half-Blood Prince, Number three is Order of the Phoenix. Number two, Goblets of Fire. (laughs) And number one is Prisoner of Azkaban for me. Take your goblet of rock. (laughs) Um, Number eight for me is Order of the Phoenix. Number seven is Sorcerer's Stone. Number six, uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Number five, Chamber of Secrets. Number four, Deathly Hallows Part One. Uh, number three, Half Blood Prince. Number two, Goblet of Fire. One, Azkaban. And I will say the top three are like really on par for me with each other, especially three and two. Um, uh, Half Blood and Goblet are like like tied for two. Mm-hmm. You know, like those like just really rock for me. And Azkaban, I think, has a hair above the rest. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else that we wanna? talk about no this has been a fun in stuff 
doing yeah. has doing some better. Really we should also say we and we talked about it last week on the last episode, which was the last episode of the season. Our part two of Shakespeare tragedy. Is this the first episode of season three? Technically, no. I think that this is sort of in between. I, I think we'll launch. Vacation I think we do, episodes. So I should keep it on season two. Let's keep it on season two, okay. and then we'll launch a season. Okay. We'll, we're we, doing air quotes a bunch we're doing while air we're quotes. saying this. <laughs> you could, hey everybody, look at my hair. My hair. Look at my hands. Uh, yeah. Remember the Chris tired. Farley sketch in SNL where he did the quote quotations i can't oh, remember the name it, it was matt he, foley. yeah well, matt I think it was. foley yeah it was no matt foley was the motivational speaker this was a different guy and this yeah, was a guy who like, used maybe quotations you don't have much. free time with <laughs> yeah. all friends yeah maybe i don't <laughs> pop my white heads with the compass i used in high school i don't yeah he's very funny okay there, there was a time when i and i am 15 years in la and i still can't get representation but i was considering marketing myself to people as chris farley and a five foot six blonde woman without the cocaine habit <laughs> mm. well <laughs> one of those wow. things is true i can definitely chris farley pretty well i'm good at yelling <laughs> you can oh yeah you're great at yelling <laughs> that's for sure yeah, y'all. That was fun. good times. Hey, do y'all do y'all have any um LA spotlight. Spotlights of the Los Angeles variety? Um uh, not immediately, I don't. Not but I will next week. Next okay. episode, yeah. Siege? No, I do not. Thank you for asking. Come see Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse. It's going to be going to be running through December. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Uh, it's basically a giant Go-Go's dance party. So if you like the Go-Go's even a little bit, you're going to love it. Uh, if you like drag queens, you're going to love it even more. love the Go-Go's. I do too. I saw them I back, I saw them back in the day. It's I'm also an all-female band. Uh, and Laura Hall of Whose Line Is It Anyway fame is the pianist. Oh, cool. no way. And band leader. Oh. And she's a badass. And I talk to her a lot. And she's great. Cool. Um, so please come see it. Alaska Thunderfuck, Leah Delario, George Salazar, Tiffany Mann, Shanice uh, uh, Williams, and um, Freddie, who doesn't have a last name. They are uh, a new up-and-coming non-binary singer who plays cool. the Oracle. And they're phenomenal. And uh, someone named Urel, who plays the player and is sort of the guide of the audience to make sure that they're dancing and having a gleeful time. Um, so that's, it's a phenomenal show. Come see it. Uh, Peepo loved it, right, Peepo? Fucking loved it. Okay, so we're going to... Um, yeah, he fucking loved it. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, thank you for joining us for Theater, Theater, and Stuff, Harry Potter edition. Beow, 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 beow. Slytherin's rule. Um... We'll see you next week for yeah. what? What are we doing? Production meeting. Yeah. Well, no, we decided. Oh, it's Scott's pick. Scott, what'd you pick? I haven't picked one yet. I'll Jesus let you know. Christ. I, my brain well, is not Well, stay tuned, working. everybody. Yes. Okay, well, here. We're going to do the thing that we do. You're going to have to decide by the time this is up, okay? So that we can insert it right here. So Scott's pick is going to be insert Scott picks here. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. Uh, do y'all have suggestions? Do you have comments, questions? Do you want to tell us how pretty you are? You can please email us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Scott? 
Thank you, CJ. A big shout out to Pamela Quinn for writing our special Stuff theme song. Pam also contributes weekly with her special episode theme songs. We love her. A big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson, who writes our regular theme song, which you are about to hear. Here's a truth, and I'm going to lay it down. Our theme song is better than your theme song. Yeah. It's true. Ryan also writes all of our stingers, and we love him. And finally, a big shout out to the Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Annie Baker for writing every single one of um, our episodes. And we love her. And one day, Annie Baker, we're going to buy you a beer. Yes, we love you, Annie. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, but actually do it. And like, go talk about how pretty you are. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Mwah. Mwah. Go see some theater. They're opening. What are you? You guys have. I'm kissing the listeners. They're cute. Yeah, but on screen, it looks lurid. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Later, everybody. Double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cold and bubble. Double, double, toil and trouble. Something wicked this way comes. I of Newt and Toe of Frog. Full of bat and tongue of dog, adders, fork and blind worms sting, lizards, legs and owls wings. Double, double, <laughs> I made up that last part. Okay, I uh, love you all so much. We'll talk to you later. Later, everybody. The theater, the theater. Theater, theater.